Hello, entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura L. Bernhard. Welcome back to the Marketing Bound Podcast, where we help you leverage inbound marketing strategies to grow your business. This week, I interview Judy Fox, the founder of the LinkedIn Business Accelerator, where she helps people tap into LinkedIn's full potential. You need to follow her on LinkedIn. Her name is spelt with an I, so Judy Fox with an I. She literally tells you everything she knows. It's absolutely amazing. And if you have any interest in generating leads on LinkedIn, you're going to love this episode. In what you're about to hear, Judy provides proven LinkedIn tactics that have helped her gain millions of views, hundreds of shares, and successfully build a thriving business. She reveals how to be a rock star on LinkedIn without posting on your own profile. She also reveals how to develop processes on the platform and stick to them. And most importantly, she reveals how to implement a sustainable LinkedIn strategy that you can keep up with. It's crazy because she actually reveals so much more than that. So make sure to listen until the very end of the episode. And if you enjoy it, be sure to subscribe to the Marketing Bound podcast and share this episode. Judy Fox, thank you so much for being on the Marketing Bound podcast. Everyone, give her a warm welcome. I don't know how people are going to hear that. Yeah, the crowds go wild. The crowd, that's, that's what I was trying to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we actually have to thank Richard Moore. Yeah. That you and I are talking. Yeah. And he actually said, he's like, the only way that I'm going to put you guys in touch is if you ask her this one question. Ooh, what did he say? So I have to ask you, like, what is up with Jamaican air horns? (laughs) (laughs) I almost was going to download that app on my phone and then I forgot. Um, Like, womp, womp, womp. Um, I think that it'd be cool if every day we could have like a big dance party or there's a, there's actually a woman that I follow online that Mm -hmm. was like, look, when I leave my house, I want to be walking out of my home. Like I'm part of a rave. Like I am like dancing in my car, like always a soundtrack to your life. Yes. And I just feel like the Jamaican air horn there. I don't, I don't know why I did that to him, but (laughs) We got on a Zoom call. We barely know each other. Our first Zoom call was literally me figuring out Zoom. Like, oh, how does it, like, I was such like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just mm-hmm. hilarious because it was, I don't know him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, every time he would say something, I'd be like, mom, mom, mom. And I was obnoxious to him. And I was like, why am I doing this to him? I don't even know him. So. <laughs> He has put up with me. He has a, he's so, I think it's his like stoic British. Um, I, and I'm just here to swoop in and just amplify the opposite of, (laughs) I don't understand it, but he now has something called LinkedIn client accelerator. By the way, I created LinkedIn business accelerator before he created LinkedIn client accelerator and B becomes before C. So all of that together, I love you, Richard, but I'm ahead of the alphabet. So (laughs) 
<laughs> so there. <laughs> so mic drop, air horn, and I need to download it. Oh Thank yeah, you. I'm getting it right now. Oh my gosh. But I did a couple giveaways early on the platform. Did you play it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I did a couple giveaways on the platform and I did some things and I just, when I joined LinkedIn, I, well, I joined LinkedIn over 10 years ago, but when I really ramped up, just kind of putting my full Judy Fox out there, I stripped off the corporate uh, professional shackles. I don't know what That picture where you're like this. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was corporate you. Oh my gosh. I even have the hand on the hip. Oh, oh like this. Like, and then your, your other arm is really straight. Yeah. that? Yeah. Like, I have that pose. With like a, a suit. Oh, it was full on suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Express. <laughs> I have no idea why, but it was from Express. <laughs> I still have that suit upstairs. <laughs> it has like flare legs. Um, anyways, it's a great suit, I guess. So when you when you took the corporate Judy away, what happened? The Jamaican air horn came <laughs> I just thought it'd be fun. The first time it came out really was when I announced the winner for, I was giving away a ring light and a stand. And I thought it would be just a fun giveaway for LinkedIn. Like I was like, this has helped me having this ring light. And mm-hmm. um, especially cause I'm a single parent. And so the best time for me to film personally was at night. Mm-hmm. When my kid was asleep. And if it's nine o'clock at night and I want to film a video on LinkedIn, I want to have a nice ring light. And so I did a giveaway. I ended up giving away 10. And what's fascinating, my, I mean, obviously I gave away to amazing people, but one of those people is Sarah Johnson, who became a top voice on LinkedIn. And she wasn't doing video. And she said, you gave me a ring light. You gave me confidence. And I, like me and her have been really well connected since then. And I feel like I'm a part of her success. Like a tiny, like, like a 1.01%. But you are though. You are. I can see. I I don't want to take credit. (laughs) You gave her confidence though. It's part of it. I love her. She's so damn smart. Obviously she's earned everything that she has. I just felt like I sent her the ring light that got her on video. It just got her going quicker. But she's also a parent and needed to film at night. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that it just was meant to be. There were some people that got the ring light and I literally did like a cheesy little spin the wheel of who submitted so for the winners. Yeah. And then I did the, eh, 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 like <laughs> you were the winner on the air horn. And then I thought it was fun to do that for Richard too. <laughs> That's a long story for the air horn, but. So because you get brought up this example, do you think everyone should be doing video on LinkedIn? If you hate it, don't do it because you will look like you hate it. <laughs> You're literally going to get on video on LinkedIn and look like you hate it. Yeah. The, the best way to start doing video on LinkedIn is to actually film the video for LinkedIn, but not actually upload it. Oh, yeah. So like practice. Why, yes. There's so many people that are like obsessed. Like, The first videos, like I thought I was pretty comfortable on video, but I filmed my first videos for LinkedIn and I was in my car sweating, waiting for the air conditioning unit to stop running because it was running right outside my car. I was in the parking lot at work starting my new job as a director at a company. I was like, I just want to film video for LinkedIn. I want to knock the park. I want to knock the park. I want to knock this out of the park. 
and I want to start my new job. I was doing business development and sales. And I finally was like, I'm going to post content. I'm going to post video on LinkedIn. And Chantel Sumez and Quentin Allums were two people that really inspired me and supported me to be like, do a video. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to throw up and I did a video, but I had probably four years worth of video that never saw the light of day before I made that final first video that went out on LinkedIn. So you had to practice. Yeah. But it's crazy to think that I literally filmed four years of video that never saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell people now, film video that you literally say to yourself, that just doesn't have to go anywhere. I'm just going to film it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. film my thought and it doesn't have to go anywhere because then it takes the pressure off. Mm, that's such good advice. Yeah. So let's just go a step back. People- okay. <laughs> Because we are, we went right into video, which we'll go back to. <laughs> let's say people who, okay, let's say for me, I'm already on LinkedIn. I have almost 5,000 connections. Mm-hmm. I'm not very, I'm not really act Like I'm active maybe like once a week. I comment here and there, but nothing consistent. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people are, are similar to me where we could just kind of end up scrolling through the feed maybe not engaging and not really adding value on a daily basis. So for this kind of persona, what is your advice to say you need to do maybe these three things to start degenerating leads? So I will first start by I am 1000% and against being consistent content creator. Oh, I, I do not hear people say this. But I am anti-consistent content creator. And I will tell you why. <laughs> because Please. we're LinkedIn is a different journey than Instagram, than Facebook, than YouTube, than TikTok, than I mean, I could just keep naming. Yeah. LinkedIn, we are here for your entire career journey. So we don't need you to be a content creating robot mm-hmm. that always posts every Tuesday people are not paying that much attention unless you're some major influencer at the, I don't know what level, but you've got a million followers. Don't worry about being consistent because there's more things you can do to be consistent than just do content. So if you want leads, what's actually stronger to be consistent is to make a list of your top 10 people that you love their content, you love supporting them, You always get great conversations started. They give you great insights. You could pick me and Richard Moore, for example. And you make a list of your top 10 and you are consistently commenting on them. So Mm -hmm. that is a better way of being consistent. And the reason why is because LinkedIn is the most powerful platform to show your comments to your 5,000 person audience. So Mm -hmm. your audience is experiencing your consistent comments on other people's content. So you could become a consistent content um, by content commenter, mm-hmm. Sarah Blakely. And people who love Sarah Blakely, you're in alignment because you're constantly commenting on Sarah Blakely. So hmm. they see your comments, they see Sarah Blakely, and they keep, it's called spontaneous trait transfer. And I love this. Whoa, where is this term coming from? (laughs) I know. I love this. I love all these like studies. And there is a psychological study that was done 
that what you, human beings are super freaking busy, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we hear that all the time. We're overloaded. And especially in 2020, we're freaking overwhelmed. The easiest and fastest way for us to make a decision to decide who we should trust in life is down to spontaneous trait transfer. If I connect my social capital to Richard Moore and he is already trusted by you or by other people, by me connecting myself to him, I become more trustworthy. Hmm. If you want clients and if you want business, consistently show up in a trustworthy pool of 10 or 20 people. So your advice, just to recap, is yeah. I'm not, like, where did I go with that? <laughs> no, no, it was all really, really clear. Is just to like kind of number them. Is that you? If you're gonna post, you don't actually have to post on your your personal profile consistently. Mm-hmm. You have to be showing up in other people's comments consistently. Yes. Oh. Okay. So that's the first thing I should do. What's the second thing I should do? Oh, the second thing. Um, and you want to get to more inbound, solid conversation, solid opportunities. If you post, um, I do think it's powerful to post, but you could also continue the conversation. So if you comment on one of my posts and you mm-hmm. are inspired, something I said, doesn't matter if that post was from two months ago you can take your comment, what you added to the conversation because you're like, oh my gosh, that was great. And kind of that improv, yes, and I also think this, you adding to the conversation in the comments, you can turn that comment into your own post. You can honor and say, I was inspired by Judy Fox, (laughs) which is great, but I tell all of my clients, you will start more powerful and relatable conversations if you join conversations on LinkedIn that are already topics you want to talk about, you want to engage in, inspired you, then take your comment that you spent some time on adding your thoughts and turn it into your own post. You have a unique voice. Meaning you have to post something that's more than an emoji or three words. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you you're, yes. If you're going to comment, um, I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about the dollar 80 strategy, throw up a bunch of comments, throw up your two cents everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to do your two cents, um, all across LinkedIn. I think over a hundred comments or something like that. It's aggressive. Yeah. I don't agree. I actually think your audience is watching. And if you throw up I don't know, like a dollar for each post, like not two cents, but offer up more than two cents. Turn that comment that you just made on Gary Vaynerchuk's post where you offered you two cents and you gave him social capital. You turn that into a post for yourself because you spent some time thinking about what you would say. And that's your thought leadership. So if I'm doing that every day, let's say for the top 10 people that I like to follow, am I also keeping track of what I'm posting everywhere? Is that what your recommendation would be? I take a lot of screenshots. Okay. Okay. So I'm, there is next to your comment, Mm -hmm. there's three dots on LinkedIn and you can click that and you can literally save the direct link to that comment. And I have an obnoxious spreadsheet that literally is a pattern of saving some of my favorite direct comments 
So if I want to go back in time, I can grab my favorite direct comments. I am so shook right now. I am just going to open <laughs> LinkedIn quickly. I've never done this as an, an interview. Um, I'm, I have to go on this LinkedIn and see it. the first time. We have never done this ever before. <laughs> so I'm having so much fun, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am a, a speechless. Okay, so it has to be on one of my comments, right? Yes. You, I've can, save, you can save the direct link for anyone's comment. Oh, okay. Cause so, I've clicked those three dots before, but I've, I've done comment. it. Yeah. Like to edit it or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go in my recent activity and uh, <laughs> I'm going to do meta. That. this. Yeah. You want me to share my screen or. Oh, do you want me to share mine? Oh, sure. Share your screen. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen with all the listeners. Uh, just find this on YouTube if you want to see it. I'm going to share my screen. <clears throat> okay, share. Okay, so this is my activity. This is, was my post. So I guess all activity to go see what I commented on. Okay, so I commented on Hala's post. So I can't see this, by the way. I don't know if it's just me or I'm just... You can't see it? No, I don't want to... Oh, there, it's starting to come up. Okay, oh, okay. I see it now. Okay, yeah. so... Um, in all activity, I have, oh, she's amazing. Yes, I know. That's why I commented. I know. <laughs> so I posted on Hala's. She's like, well, what should we do for a hundredth episode? I'm like, Love oh, do, it. do a compilation of the best moments. Yes. So upper three dots so here. Mm -hmm. Copy link to comment. And then I just created a spreadsheet, a Google, um, a Google sheet and I drop it in there. I mean, again, you can save things however you save things, however you track your... Oh, yeah. Like, it can be anything, but I'm just... Oh, and then you just put it in here. <gasps> so, this, so when I work with my clients, and I have what I call my VIP clients, who they don't have time to just hang out on LinkedIn. They really yeah. don't. So I curate the conversations, I copy direct links to where I want them to put a comment, reply. Sometimes it's a post link, but a lot of times I want them to reply to a thoughtful comment on LinkedIn and I want them to join the hot conversations. So I give them 10 direct links and all they have to do is click and open all those direct links and they just offer their comments and they're out of LinkedIn and they're done. So how many of those should we be doing every day? I tell people a sustainable strategy. I have my master's in business sustainability. So that is where this comes from. It comes from, what is it? The, there's a saying that's like the mother of all inventions is the, the pain or I can't remember. There's a really good saying and I'm totally screwing it up right now. It's I'm probably terrible like an old-fashioned Gen X saying or it's like a boomer saying or silent <laughs> generation saying. Um, the need is the mother of all inventions or I don't Damn it. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to Google that. <laughs> we'll Google um, it after. Okay. The point is I, as a single parent running my own business and needing to make this work, I had to make something that I could do, not overwhelming mm -hmm. on LinkedIn whatsoever. So yes, I have determined that if you can do anywhere from five to 10, what I call high quality comments per day, you will be a rock star on LinkedIn. Like you will be 
And the reason why, and I'm going to just mic drop it here, public conversations on LinkedIn build trust for you to have better private conversations in the DMs. Okay, go, go further into that. Because we were talking about inbound marketing. So many people want to, oh, can get on a call. Let's talk. Mm -hmm. um, hey, direct message me if you have any questions. Um, feel free to reach out to me if you want to learn more. All of those things put all the pressure on the person coming to you. So you're putting pressure by just saying, hey, I'm available to help you. All the pressure, like pretend you're my, you're my ideal client right now. Mm -hmm. I'm literally putting pressure on you and I'm literally making you work too hard to figure out what to say to me. So I reverse it by me going out and just offering the support, offering the help, commenting on your posts, supporting you, not pressuring you at all to come into my DMs. It allows the public conversation we just had convert to a better inbound marketing experience because immediately we trust that we were willing to have great conversation in public. You're probably somebody I can trust to have a private conversation with. Ooh, so good. Does that make sense? Like, yes. So then when I finally, I'm talking about increasing touch points and I love like Shailene Johnson. Do you follow her at all? Um, I do. I love her. I was watching one of her live streams and I completely agree. She's saying it's taking her business now 30 touch points. And it used to be five touch points. Touch points are, they've seen her on a live. They've seen her in a comment. They've seen her on an infomercial. They've seen her on uh, TV. They've seen her on stage. That 30 now, they've seen somebody else talk about her. She's freaking getting a touch point right now. Right now I'm giving her, the, your whole audience listening yeah. is like, who's Shailene Johnson? And yeah. <laughs> so advertising for her. Um, but the point is when we talk about other people, that's another touch point. I was talking about Richard Moore. We just added up touch points for him. Your podcast is touch points. Human beings need way more touch points to trust, to then buy, to trust, to talk, to trust because we've been burned. We've been burned out on crappy sales phone calls and people who are just trying to sell you one more thing and trying to sell you one more downloadable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, and it gets repetitive. Yeah. So like we just need to starting, build up trust. Yeah. And we're starting to see it over and over again. So I guess it makes sense. We need the, those extra touch points to say, yeah, I do want to try that. I do trust her and I'm going to buy her course or her whatever it is. Yes. Yes. Damn. And if you just add up touch points. So if I'm doing five to 10 comments per day, by the end of the week, I've done at least 30 comments. So that means anyone scrolling the newsfeed does see me in the newsfeed. Even popping up in the newsfeed is considered a touch point. Yeah. And your comments pop up in the newsfeed more than you trying to put out a post every single day. Ooh. And that's sustainable. My yeah. life as a single parent, I can go, I can, I can go out and support Richard Moore and his amazing voice and his amazing message. And it doesn't take away from me, even though he's quote unquote, my competition. Thank you, Richard. Um, we're different. We're never going to be the same exact person. We're not going to speak to the same people and people that are meant to work with him are going to work with him. And I love that. And people that are meant to work with me are going to work with me. And I love that. So 
me amplifying his message and supporting his message only helps both of us. I love that. So many, so many great points in there. And I just want to touch on one of them because you said you have to make things work for you in your business. Mm -hmm. And you've established this process that literally blew my mind. And I'm wondering, do you have any other really cool processes that you can share with our audience? I have lots. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just because I don't know the processes, so I can't really like dig in on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one more reason why I'm so strong against being a content creation robot Mm -hmm. is because perception is reality. If we think you're, you're so available to make content constantly, how available are you to me if I'm your client? You think people think that way? Oh yeah. Oh, that is very interesting. If you I actually have a few people that I follow online. YouTube is different. Instagram is different. Be a, be a machine over there. I am, I am not talking about those channels. I'm talking about LinkedIn. LinkedIn has a feeling that if you are posting like that, you're posting and ghosting. You're not really there. Now, for example, Richard has, I keep talking about him. (laughs) Um, he's positioned himself in a way that he does make it clear that he has team members that are supporting him. Kind of like, I'm gonna shout out Dan Norton. I've hired Dan, who also does Richard's videos, and I am now gonna have a few more videos that I can put out, but I'm gonna make sure it's clear that I didn't have all the time in the world to make all those videos because I'm too busy working with amazing clients that I hired Dan, and that's perception. And that allows me to grow my business, grows Dan's business, because I'm shouting him out. But it's powerful because I don't want to make it look like I have all the time in the world to just edit a video all day long. I'm spending more time on my clients, more time serving them, more time leveling up their sales and being in my zone of genius. And I'm outsourcing other people to be in their zone of genius. These tips are so great and so different from what I've heard from any social media platform, because usually it's like, especially like you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk, right? And he's, and I love him by the way. Like he has amazing, I mean, I've got plenty of books over there. I've got crushing it, jab, jab, right hook. Yeah. Yeah. He has great advice and he does what works for him, Mm -hmm. but for everybody else, like we don't have a team like he does. And we all know he has a team. Yes. But I love your approach to do. Yes. His advice. Mm -hmm. And that's why anyone that comes to me and they've listened to his advice, I say that works when you have a team and when you have a hot audience, he has a hot audience of people that like love him. (laughs) If you have a hot audience and people love you and you're making bucks, you are like closing seven figures every year, eight figures. Mm -hmm. You can do what Gary's doing and follow every single piece of his advice. Scale it back. If you're trying to get to six figures, if you're in the six figure range, do my advice. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Take some steps back from what I, I preach what he, what he says, but I scale it back. You should not Mm -hmm. be posting three times a day. That is overwhelm. Oh no, that's too much. That's insane. And LinkedIn just thinks you're spamming the platform because you have no hot audience who's engaging. Yeah. People are like jumping over themselves to get on his posts. So of course his perception of a 4 million 
person audience is a lot different than somebody with a 5,000 person audience. So like mine. <laughs> yes. And I'm just saying anyone that's listening, I love Gary, but don't take that advice from somebody who's living the life of a 4 million person audience, giving you advice for how to use LinkedIn from that perspective until you get to, and when I get to 4 million, I'm going to follow his advice. I'm done. I'm following his advice, yeah. but not before then. Oh, that's amazing. I love that because as entrepreneurs of his advice. Yeah. But as entrepreneurs we're everybody's stressed about this content creation, being on every platform. Mm -hmm. And then I think you just like relieved everybody. Everyone just took like a deep breath and they're like, I would never wash the dishes in my kitchen. If I was trying to do everything online, (laughs) my life would be falling apart and it's not falling apart. I mean, for the most part, I get sleep. I, I wanted to create something that was sustainable. Again, I'm leaning into my master's degree. This is literally what I was told is a business can't survive unless it creates sustainable things. So you're asking me about behind the scenes processes that you're like, what the hell is behind the scenes? Um, Oh gosh, I don't know how to share this. So one thing behind the scenes that I have, because I'm always interested in increasing touch points. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous because then anyone who's received this from me is going to be like, oh my gosh, she did it to me. Um, but if I don't think you're warmed up to be, e- either you have to be in two buckets with me. You have to be a super awesome, cool person. And then I'm like, yeah, you <laughs> that category. Okay, that, that's me. you have me. to be warmed up to be yeah. a past client, future client, present client. Mm-hmm. I really don't see any other bucket. that's fair that's fair especially when you're on LinkedIn you're either a super awesome cool person Mm -hmm. or you're over here and if I can't figure out if you're a super awesome cool person it doesn't mean that you're not it could be that you are Mm -hmm. you just can't figure it out based on what you sent me especially if you send me spam so I'm not going to assume that you're not a super awesome cool person and I'm not going to assume that you're not a future client All I'm going to assume is that I can't figure out what you just sent me. So I'm going to kick you back out to my content. And that's what I do. I do it over and over and over again, very consistently. So I basically have a roadmap for you enter into my DMs if you're coming inbound to me. And then I have a roadmap to decide, you seem pretty warm. You seem pretty cool. You're either in this bucket over here. You're either going to go this way or you're going to go back out to my content. So what do you, what do you mean by going back out to your content? Do you send them another post? No, I send them uh, kind of like a thanks for your message. Again, this is my vibe, my energy. Yeah. You can pick yours, but I say basically, thanks for your message. I appreciate being connected. The best way for us to get to know each other more is go check out my hashtag, hashtag Fox rocks click and follow. And then I say Judy Fox with a little Fox emoji. Um, I even have gifts mm-hmm. that I, um, I shout out to Chad and I can never pronounce his last name, but he made me some gifts of like me waving hello and I can upload like I, they're just in the gift library on LinkedIn. So I can literally be like, hi, it's Fox rocks. And that is a personal moment. And, but I still kick you back out to my content. So I, I'm just telling people how to best get to know each other. That's really, it's not, it's positive. 
It doesn't say no. It doesn't say yes. It just means I don't know what we're going to chat about here in the, in the private direct messages. And until I trust that we can have a public conversation and you're a normal, super awesome, cool person, I have to kick you out of my DMs. So that way I can save my direct messages for super awesome, cool people and uh, clients. So usually you talk to them outside in your comments first. Mm -hmm. Do you spend a lot of time talking to people in the comments? Yes. Because you also get a lot of comments. Yes, I do get a lot of comments, (laughs) but that's a circular thing. I've kicked people back to my comments. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting because some people will say to me, hey, I can't get a hold of you. And I'll be like, oh, it's easy. Just comment on my last post, tag me, and I'll reply. So I've created a process that's easier for me to know that you're a good conversation. I don't want to start a bunch of bad conversations that just say, hi, how are you? How's your Friday? I mean, I don't mean to be rude. Mm -hmm. That has a place, but unless I've known you for 10 or 20 years, I really don't feel like you care how I am. If you just said it for the first time to me and I've never met you before you asking me, how are you? And I've never met you means nothing to me. I don't mean to be rude. That sounds so rude. No, you're being intentional. <laughs> intentional with you your time. You don't know me yet. And do you actually mean how are you or you just want to sell me? Yeah, exactly. And I think so. you're being intentional with your time. Yes. You're, and because you're strict with your processes, I'm sure you've seen it work. It does work. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm getting from this conversation, which is amazing. So thank you for sharing that with us. So, <laughs> and I'm not at all trying to say that anyone who's ever gotten that message, many times they have commented on my posts and then I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I will, I literally left a woman today, a voice message because she, com- she, she sent me a few direct messages. I didn't quite know where she was going. And so today she said something in the public comments that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I immediately replied right there. And then I sent her a personal voice message saying, oh my gosh, I freaking love what you said, blah, 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 blah. And then that was a private conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to have private conversations when I know you're super awesome, cool. Uh, And it goes both ways, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're waiting, they're waiting to know if they can trust you and vice versa. Yeah. So that's fair. I think that's fair. Yes. So you're not being rude. I think you're being intentional and fair. I love it. I want to go into the actual posts more. So let's say, okay, I have my 5,000 connections. I start posting. How do I know if my post is not working? How, how many times should I try until I'm like, my content is not working? (sighs) Um, I tell people most, again, most of my clients, I tell them if you're doing three or four posts in a row and none of them are getting traction, Mm -hmm. we need to have a talk. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so that's my clients who have worked with me and gotten all my advice. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we're always going to have ups and downs in all of our content, but there's a couple key things. Um, So one client today he said, here's post number one. It got over 300 likes. He was excited. It looked amazing. Loved it. I could see why it did well. The next post he did got four likes. Mm-hmm. And he said, what was the difference? And there was one key difference. If you ask 
So the first post, he only asked one question. Mm-hmm. And people make this mistake all the time. He asked three questions in the next post. And that was the only, only difference? Yeah, that was the main difference. There was a okay. few other differences, but at a, at a core level, that was the main difference. If you're going to ask one question, we as consumers know what you want to talk about. Yeah. We have to know if it's the same thing in person. If, if I'm at a, it's the same thing on this podcast. If you asked three questions of me in a row, I'd mm-hmm. be like this. I don't know <laughs> what to answer first. Right. Yeah. I would pause and I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know which one, what do you want me to start with? Right. Yeah. I have a question back for you. Yeah. Which is not good. You can't do that on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, you have to ask and own your post. Your post has to be one concept for me to be able to comment and like, even just like. I can like something. People are going to give you about eight seconds to figure out if they can like it. They're, they're super scrolling short. They're like scrolling. So everything has to be like up front at the top of the post. Yes. I need the hook. That Mm -hmm. first sentence, just like I'm standing in the target, uh, checkouts line and I'm checking out all the magazines and I'm seeing who's in love and who's breaking up. And there's an amazing guacamole recipe, Mm -hmm. but I'm reading all the headlines and you are getting my eight seconds to figure out if I'm going to pick up any of these magazines and actually decide to buy it or scroll through it while I'm, uh, standing in line. So the point is you're making a choice right there the same way you're doing on social media and you're judging by the first line or that image that goes with it or the first clip of the video. And you're getting that initial, was that trustworthy? Did I recognize the person? That's why when you brought up um, Hala, right? Mm -hmm. She, that's her face. Like I recognize her immediately it's easier for you to put a comment because you've been recognizing her. She's built up trust and you're willing to be like, Oh yeah, I want to add my two cents and or dollar. And I like that. <laughs> you have, you have to coin that term. You have to add yeah, your, your dollar your... strategy. Dollar, dollar. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to go there. <laughs> you know that, that meme that they're just. The dollars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Throwing out the dollars on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn's a, LinkedIn wants more thought leadership and people say, oh my gosh, I want to be seen as a thought leader. Well, then you got to go out and do it. We're not coming to your content to see you as a thought leader. You have to draw us into your next post by going out and just being a thought leader. Because my next question was going to be, okay, so you have to hook people in. You, I guess, have to ask people a question in your post. Yeah. One question. One, only one. Yes. That's key. You have to ask a question or you, you, you don't have to ask a question, but one kind of clear concept. Okay. And the reason why is because if you're all over the map, mm-hmm. that's confusing. Like if a movie conf- was everywhere. Yeah. It's like, where's this person going with this? And if I like it, what part of my audience watching me is going to think, what part did I like? Oh, that is so interesting because then it goes back to how does it make me look if I like this post? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, that's a whole different realm because then you have to start thinking, 
what are people going to be proud of to like? Yes, that's why. So my most shared pieces of content, and that's actually, that goes all the way to sharing. When you can get another person to share your post, that is the ultimate. They literally are saying to their audience, I'm willing to share this with you. I'm willing to attach my name to what you just posted and share it. And that is powerful social capital. And so I um, kind of, I hacked sharing back in 2012. My most shared piece of content in 2012 was 7,000 shares. I literally, what? I know, that's a lot of shares. That's a <laughs> lot of shares. I know. And I don't, t- this is the first time I'm really talking about it because did you know there's a website? I didn't even know this website existed. I just hired a PR firm because I didn't, I just was like, there's stuff I don't know. You guys can fast mm-hmm. forward me. They told me and showed me this website and I was like, well, check it out. You can find out when you put in the address of whatever you've content you've created, you can literally find out the web, um, footprint it's off the charts. So I found out that something I wrote in 2012 received 7,000 shares blew my mind. And so I looked back and that's why people tell me all the time, they're like, you shot out of a can and you came out of nowhere. And I'm like, I've been studying this. Like, this is not something I just woke up and I was like, oh, I'm just super good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> good morning. I mean, I knew back then and I like studied and listened to podcasts and went down this whole rabbit hole of why do people share? Why do people decide that that was the thing to go viral? And I leaned in hard on why that would build my business and it got me visibility. And then I hit my personal moment where I became a single parent and I was like, okay. (laughs) So I stopped creating content, but that didn't mean I didn't, I knew what I was doing. So when I flashed out onto LinkedIn and people were like, where did you come from? And it's because I'm like, well, I already knew how to do it. I just just took a break doing it again. Yeah. So what um, was that website? Do you remember? Oh gosh. If you don't remember, it's fine. We can. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known. Um, I can't remember. And I, once I found it, I was like putting in a million addresses. Like I found out that I've been shared in all these random uh, blogs um, because we forget there's tons of bloggers out there. Yeah. Like we forget that if you put something valuable out in the world, it can hit like a spider web. You have, one of the keys, and this is why I leaned into what I do on LinkedIn now, because I have a viral post that I did almost two years ago now. It still brings in business to this day. And it was a viral post on LinkedIn from two years ago, and I leveraged the crap out of it. It got me featured in places. That's another reason why I was like, don't treat LinkedIn like they're all dead posts. None of it has to be dead. Treat it like the moment you find something that takes off on LinkedIn, that post ended up getting featured in Social Media Examiner. It got featured in Hacker Noon. It got, it's not major, like, but it got out there. And now that post has been featured in two LinkedIn learning courses. And it just keeps generating business. Oh my. From two goodness. years ago. <laughs> so, so it really has a compounding effect. Yes. When you get onto LinkedIn and you really, 
you really think about the posts and then what you're commenting, you save your comments, what we learned today. Yeah. Save your posts, save your comments so you can leverage them. Yeah. That's great advice. If you okay, do I think don't of know that- if I answered your other question, I feel like I went down a rabbit hole, but I don't even remember what I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited. Like, I feel like I didn't even know that I hit 7,000 views. Like I was like, what the hell? Like I was like having a party in my house by myself. Like, oh my God, where are the horns? Yeah, exactly. We need the horns. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was loud. That was hilarious. <laughs> I feel like I was trying to tell your audience something about, oh my goodness, um, creating content. I don't know what we said. I was going to say, if you do remember that, that website, I'll put yeah. it in the show notes for later yeah, on. That is a good website. Yeah. Cause then that seems like, I didn't even valuable. know that a website existed. So yeah. Neither did I. And I'm sure most people didn't know that either, but I like how whenever you're posting on LinkedIn, personally, I'm like, oh, it kind of sucks that I'm posting on LinkedIn. And after a week or so, it kind of dies down and then it doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. However, that is false. And I know I forgot what we were talking about before, (laughs) (laughs) but what I want to ask you before we end this call, um, how do you measure Cause you said that I know you reach like 3 million views and stuff like that. How important is it to measure your posts and everything that you're doing on, on LinkedIn and how do you do it? Um, I, so there are websites, um, that can track it for you. Mm. I just keep, again, I'm an engineer, so I created a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's as simple as a spreadsheet. So after I just, like a week, you just kind of put in the numbers. Yep. So I have spreadsheets for all my clients and I just keep track. And the, the thing that's important and people talk all the time, oh, that's vanity metrics, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The thing that's important is not the fact that it's, oh, it's vanity metrics. The thing that's important is realizing what takes off. And when you can see all of them lined up in a spreadsheet and I have the column for likes, I have the column for comments, I have the column for shares, I have the column for, um, the link. Yeah. I have the link. The link is right there. And what I would say is two things. I keep track of why it did well, because if you want to keep leveling up, you level off it's like you bounce off of the last post in that category that did well. So say, for example, you run a podcast, great Mm -hmm. example, great example, and you post and you look back over the last 10 podcast launches where you tried to announce and said, Hey, we have this episode. It's live. Come watch it. Come listen. So why, why does one take off versus another one? Sometimes it's got more things to do with who was the guest or who, Mm -hmm. Um, the visual you picked, the, the clip you picked, there's a lot of variables, but you can start to see patterns. And I am a pattern seer. I don't know how to explain it. And you're a wizard. I'm a pattern wizard. (laughs) So one of my clients, for example, I've now worked with her for over a year. We've been doing content. She's a CEO. She's um, extremely busy. We don't want to show perception that she has all the time in the world to just hang out on LinkedIn and chit chat. She's busy. She's on stage at major events and she's 
oh, she's crushing it. The point is she um, just announced and again, networked to a $9 million deal because of LinkedIn, because of networking to all the right people and being in the right circles and being thought of as a thought leader. And what that looks like is then when you announce it and you promote the press release, that gets you more. And so all it does is it starts to snowball. So when that press release came out and that press release reached about 30,000 views, it got over 10 shares. I'm going to now leverage off that last press release. Look back. I actually always have the last thing that did well open on the left-hand side of my screen. And I, what I call model after success, I take the same pattern and I try to relate it to the next press release. Why did it do well? Why, what did I do over here that made this so shareable, so attractive to get 30,000 views? I'm just going to repeat the pattern. Such good advice. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to write the blog in the show notes of this. What? It's just going to be like point, 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 point. <laughs> I never want this to end. I feel like I, how do I say this? I feel like there's certain people when I, like I'm talking with you and I'm like, I'm so excited to share this, but I just feel like I don't, I'm not like on stage all the time. Like Gary, especially being 2020, we're not on stages all the time. Yeah. But I also feel like I don't have his whole team. So I'm relying on you to share this out. And so I'm trying to I get am. much amazingness because I know that this helps you, helps the other people, but it does help me get more business. So yes, of course. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that is what marketing bound is all about. Entrepreneurs just helping each other. Yes. So this is fantastic. And one of my things, there's going to be plenty of people I want you to implement. I want you to share. I want you to share this episode, take a screenshot, let us know you're listening, but I definitely want to know that you never, like that, I didn't mean to say what I just said, which is like, hire me, which, but of course. But the best thing that somebody told me was don't worry ever. There's always this line of how much do I give away? I just like shared a ton with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I feel comfortable doing that is because somebody expressed this so well to me that I can never delete it. Your brain is the five-star restaurant that I will always pay for the experience. There will be people that want to pay for that experience. They want to be at the restaurant. I'm ready to go order a fancy burger and fries because I don't feel like cooking it myself mm -hmm. tonight. That's a great <laughs> and analogy. And I cannot make that burger and fries the way this restaurant can. And now I'm getting really hungry, <laughs> but that is the equivalent of your business. You should be operating your business. There's going to be plenty of people who make their burger and fries at home and they're fine, but there's going to be plenty. And you are more than welcome to take everything I share right now and implement it, cook at home, cook this up, post on LinkedIn, give me a few shout outs and touch points, touch points, touch more points, touch points, shout outs. Yeah. Follow my hashtag, hashtag Fox rocks. <laughs> But how many people still go out to restaurants, even though exactly. they can cook the same thing at home? Exactly. I am the restaurant of Judy Fox. <laughs> that sounds so inappropriate. But follow my hashtag, hashtag Fox Rocks. <laughs> when you're ready to order, I'm here. <laughs> so bad. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and I hope we had a good laugh. It's a great analogy, though. It is. Within the analogy, it's, it really works. Okay. Don't make it Such dirty guys. Analogy. It's a really good analogy. 
<laughs> Such a good analogy. I didn't mean to get it. <sighs> a Friday. Okay. Before we end um, our lovely conversation, we have to definitely do this again, by the way. <laughs> Is there anything that I did not ask you about that you want to share? Other than your restaurant analogy. Oh my gosh. I don't know what I need to share. That I've been holding the leash of my dog this entire time. For this entire interview, I have been holding the leash of my dog to make sure my dog doesn't bark for this entire interview. And that's how you stop it. Show us your dog. <laughs> I don't know why he's down. Aww. I've literally been holding this in my hand the whole Wow, that's wow, that's pretty impressive. I did not notice. <laughs> In case he starts barking, I can give it a little course correction. <laughs> well, um, Judy, thank you so much for being here today. I love talking to you. I know people can find you on LinkedIn and at judyfox.com. Hashtag, hashtag Fox Rocks on LinkedIn. Yes. Put a little search bar. Follow, follow, follow. I'm close to 500 followers on my hashtag. <gasps> That's great. I think that's awesome. Like I know some people, so I've, I want to be jealous of my clients. I've grown some of my clients to 3000 followers of their hashtag, which I think is crazy. 3000 followers means that when you post, you are more likely to get 3000 likes. Yeah. That's crazy. People tell I'm like, how are you getting 300 likes and comments, 400 likes and comments, 500 likes and comments? Because I have 500 hot followers of my hashtag. So come be a hot follower. I love how you just added in an extra tip at the end there. Start a hashtag. Love it. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And we'll definitely keep in touch. Yay.